welcome to the Insolvency and Law podcast, providing specialist insolvency and debt-related advice for business owners and individuals. For more information on debt recovery, business restructuring, and personal and corporate insolvency, visit our website, www.insolvencyandlaw.co.uk, or call us now on 020-7504-1300. Hello and welcome back to the Insolvency and Law podcast. Insolvency and Law is an award-winning consultancy firm specialising in insolvency, debt purchasing and business rescue. Thank you for joining us today. In today's episode, I'll be joined by client services Bettina Clark and we will be discussing the end of the temporary insolvency measures, which was announced in early April. It's been extended a few times during the last two years, much to the joy and dismay of some businesses. So we will be looking at both sides of the coin and what this could mean for businesses going forward post-lockdown. So, Bettina, welcome. Hi there, Sarah. So should we just jump straight in and let me just ask you, let's go back to basics and let's just start off with what were the temporary insolvency measures? Sure. So... Before I get into what were the temporary insolvency measures, we'll just briefly discuss why they were even put into place. So as we all know, worldwide, we've experienced COVID-19. The temporary COVID measures were put into place because a lot of companies were vulnerable and was actually impacted by COVID-19 itself. Mainly it's cash flow. Cash flow on the basis that a lot of businesses couldn't continue to trade from their offices. We now live in a new working world, new working environment. Some companies still work from home. Some companies um, have returned to offices and either or have actually really impacted companies in general. Um, So the temporary insolvency measures was an act to support businesses during the pandemic. And these measures that I'm about to discuss were for the benefit of the companies. So the first measure that we're going to discuss is the suspension of certain statutory demands. So statutory demands were void if served on a company between the 1st of March 2020 and the 30th of September 2021. So the voiding of statutory demands and winding up petitions were active. Due to the pandemic, many companies became insolvent on a cash flow basis, as I previously mentioned. A widely used debt enforcement options by creditors owed 7 to 50 or more was to issue a statutory demand. And a statutory demand is a written formal demand for payment for a debt to be paid within 21 days. Failure to comply with the demand can be relied upon by a creditor to trigger an insolvency process. So the insolvency process is usually a winding up petition for a company. So to stop the wave of insolvencies, the government wanted to stop this aggressive action by creditors who were serving statutory demands upon company to recover their debts. And what you find that a lot of these debts at the time were coming to life out of the pandemic, out of the COVID-19 Um, where companies couldn't trade and there were so many external restrictions in place. So the government had to find a way to protect companies and to also support them where it could. So 
the statutory demand were put on hold in addition to commercial landlords were criticised for using statutory demand to receive payment from their tenants. Schedule 10 of the Corporate Insolvents and Governance Act 2020 was introduced and this is where the measures came from, um, especially pertaining to insolvency. The second is the restriction on winding up petitions where unpaid debts arose out of COVID-19. Winding up positions were presented on the basis that the company was unable to pay its debts, were reviewed by the court to determine the cause of non-payment. So during that period of time, if a creditor were to issue a winding up petition, it also had to prove to the, or show to the court or provide evidence to the court that the debt was not a debt arose out of, of COVID-19 and it wasn't a debt that the company couldn't pay because of COVID-19 and it had impact on its business. So what you found a lot previously is that many petitions are actually being rejected by the court, you know, on the basis that the debtor company could prove that the reason for non-payment was a result of COVID-19, where a lot of companies were balance sheet insolvent. So where the debt was unpaid due to COVID-19, no winding up order could be made. Those restrictions expired on the 30th of September 2021, but modified rules um, were applied from October until March 2022. Between October 21 and March 2022, winding up positions could only be presented for three reasons. First being, in respects of debts over £10,000, Previously, a creditor only had to be owed £750 or more to almost qualify for issuing a winding up petition upon its debtor. So that got extended to £10,000 or more, which meant if there was any debts that didn't fall, that fell below, sorry, £10,000, a creditor could not issue a winding up petition. So companies had that benefit there if the debt was less than £10,000 they didn't have to worry about phasing winding up proceedings. The second, if the debtor had been given 21 days um, to respond with a proposal from payment, which also formed the part of Schedule 10 of the um, SEGA Act of 2020, SEGA being Corporate Insolvency and Governance Act, which simply means that any creditor seeking to issue a winding up petition, provided the debt over £10,000, they had to give the debtor 21 days to provide a payment plan and also to even make payment of the debt. So debtors had, again, another relief, which meant that they, if providing they owed £10,000 or more, they had another 21 days to actually repay their debt or come up with a payment proposal. The third being for, this is a, mainly for commercial um, debt, so commercial, commercial rents only. So if the debt wasn't related to coronavirus, the rules were aimed to promote a return to a normal regime. So if it was the case, and it was a commercial rent, then the rules slightly changed for those, for those debtors. But one thing that we really do want to have a look at here, what you can see is that the government had provided such a shield to companies, provided companies with so much support in hopes of keeping their business going rather than letting the business being wound up, let's say, for a debt over £750, £750, which some may say 
it's fair, some may say it's unfair, especially where you are a creditor um, and you are relying on these debts to be paid to help and assist you with your cash flow. As a creditor, there was only so much you could do. During that period of time, through insolvency law, we experienced a lot of our clients who are creditors were very understanding of the situation regarding COVID-19 and the impact it had on businesses, whether it was an um, impact on staff or it could be just simply impacting on cash flow. The measures put into place were very beneficial for debtor companies, and it meant that some of the creditor companies had to wait maybe a longer time to receive payment. But I'm sure we well, can all understand. No, sorry, no, I was just going to say, I mean, the irony of all of that is that this was part of the government's plan, so to speak, to help businesses during the pandemic. But leads on to my next question of what impact did the temporary measures have on businesses? And while I'm sure it did help some businesses who, you know, the pressure was off, you know, they didn't have to worry about paying those two, three thousand, four thousand pounds debts. But then they were like you just said, if you were a creditor who maybe were also a small business owner, then you were there out of pocket, potentially four, five, six, up to ten thousand pounds, which is a considerable amount of money, especially for a small business. Is that not right? You're correct um, in what you've previously said, Sarah. Businesses that are owed, you know, five to six thousand pounds can be very significant for mm. them. Mm. Um, so with the new measures in place between um, October 2021 and March 2022, that £10,000 threshold may have been too much for certain businesses if it, were their, if it was, was their intention to file um, a winding up petition or to even mention the thought or of or even entertaining the thought of um of a winding up petition process. So it provided its benefits for those who were owed a lot more. Yeah. And some may say that it may have almost been biased for larger companies who yeah. may issue larger invoices. Yeah. Um the companies and businesses that are, you know, smaller businesses where five, six thousand pounds, even nine thousand pounds, literally just under the threshold, may have been a significant proportion to them um so where where it does provide its benefits for some it did provide um protection for others in my own opinion i do think that the we won't find uh, at the time i don't think there was um it, it, we i feel like the government done what they could um there was so much protection from the start right through to the end I would say mainly for the larger corporations, some small businesses, yes, you have that protection up until a certain time if you were only rendering smaller invoices. Yeah, so I guess that kind of leads nicely into from maybe what you saw and your experience during that pandemic, during the height of the pandemic, what impact do you feel that those temporary measures had on businesses? Did you see an altogether positive impact? from your end or was it mostly was it mostly negative and businesses struggling from your experience from, from our experience and from um dealing uh, and taking on instructions regarding debt for insolvency in law as as a company one thing that we did experience was the length of time it actually took to receive a usual compulsory order or even for the steps to be taken to issue a winding up petition initially 
um, if you filed the winding up petition, you had to explain, as I said previously, why the debt didn't fall as a result of COVID-19. Um, then once the petition was issued, you'll be notified of a non-attendance pretrial review, an NAPTR, to determine the COVID and they will test the COVID-19 test, whether or not, again, if it is in fact the debt wasn't a result of COVID-19, given debtors the opportunity to res- respond to the petition before it was live ge- to the general public. And when I say that, that meant usually you'd be able to file your petition, receive your sealed petition, get it served, and the next step will be to advertise a petition. And with the restrictions, that meant that you could not just advertise a petition, which is where the strength of the petition comes, where you can notify the company's other creditors of the existence of the petition. You had to wait for the court's order, the court's permission to, to advertise that petition. And during that period of time where you're waiting anything can happen to the company you don't know what's happening with the company's assets um, where there was also restriction on section 127 of the insolvency act which simply means that any sale transfer disposition of any of the assets of the company would have been protected would have been void in the event of the winding up of the company that was suspended so you didn't know what was happening with the company's assets at the time Um, And we also found that it was COVID-19 and the excuse of COVID-19 for a lot of these debtor companies. It was used timeless time and time and time again as a reason for non-payment of the debt. And what we found is that some debts were due, let's say they were due um, early 2019, late 2018, let's say, Prior to COVID-19 happening, prior to the measures put into place, we found that those companies were seeking to use um, COVID-19 as a shield um, and the SEGA Act as a shield for reason for non-payment. So there was that difficulty there. Kind of the abusing abusing the the procedures, really. Um, Almost abusing the procedures um, that were in place as a reason for non-payment of the debt. Do we understand why companies may have done that? Yes, we do. But again, as it happens with companies, as it happens with businesses, there's always going to be that knock-on effect. You don't pay one company, that company can't pay its invoices. And it just goes further down the line, goes right through the supply, right through down through all the supplies that may be supplying a company. So we did experience that quite often but as we do as a company we're very robust and we can see beyond any excuse or any if there's no genuine reason for non-payment um hence the reason why many of our petitions were issued at court with no problems no issues and we were able to seek the usual compulsory order upon companies in the event that they were you know genuinely insolvent and COVID-19 wasn't a reason for their insolvency and dare I say, we were one of the first companies to actually um, obtain the user compulsory order on that basis. And so now that now that the temporary measures are, have come to an end, what what would you say are some of the pros of that happening? Having just discussed how some businesses found it really hard and, you know, if they were owed debts of under 10,000, that was actually a blow to them. What does this now mean for them? Does that mean they can go after those debts? Most definitely. So April 2022, the insolvency measures 
came to an end, which means the remaining temporary insolvency measures were lifted and the insolvency regime returned back to its pre-pandemic operation. Um, that notice was published the, 20, the 28th of March, um, just to let us know what's, what was happening. So that those measures expired the 31st of March 2022. So that really is the benefit for many companies and back to the old regime where you can issue your petition provided that you are owed £750 or more, which meant that there was no bias whether you were a small business or a large business because some businesses, their invoices are less than £1,000. Some businesses issue £10,000 invoices every week. So it's almost back to that even playing field. And one thing we should not forget and we are expecting to see a rise of, of this happening, is um, these HMRC debts now coming into play, where HMRC would have stepped back a little. The rules have gone back to the way they were, so businesses are very much open um, to receiving letters from HMRC um, for any of the debts maybe an outstanding £750 or more as HMRC is a large creditor. And of course, during COVID-19, you can only imagine if companies weren't able to pay their suppliers, the question is, were they able to pay HMRC? So the the new measures coming back into place is beneficial to everyone. And now it's almost on the flip side that the debtors don't have that protection anymore. You're almost left on your own again to almost float so if you don't have that cash flow yeah um, you may see that a lot of businesses are going to sadly sadly close or is going to go into insolvency processes and procedures or simply be made wound up by compulsory order at the court well I was just going to ask like what could that these the end of these measures means for businesses already in trouble but businesses already in trouble I don't want to put my finger on it exactly but yeah it may be the end of some of these businesses where they needed that further support, where they weren't able to recover from the effects of COVID-19. And one word our director, Peter Murray, uses quite often is that he, there is going to be a rise of COVID-19 pandemic debt that is just going to be there. And how businesses are going to further support themselves, we don't know yet. But as a company, as insolvency law, we are here to help and to support businesses on either side of the coin. Whether you're a creditor or a debtor, we are here to advise on both both sides. Our clients, we're we're not biased. Um, We know the insolvency rules. We know the insolvency procedure. And again, we're human as well. We can understand and we can connect how COVID would have impacted you and we can help you find the best way forward. On one side, if you need to recover any debts, um, any of those debts as arose out of COVID-19, if you're a company that wasn't able to issue a position because your your debts are less than £10,000 and you need some assistance with that, we we are definitely here to and we can assist with that process um, with our debt assignment process and procedure which we can provide and you give us a call, we can take you through that process, take you through that procedure and see that you get, um, you recover any of those debts just to help with cash flow. And you, we have found that a lot more businesses are returning to offices. They're going to incur further debt. And that cash flow, again, as I said at the start, the cash flow mainly comes from those, those debts. 
if it's this case where you need a, section, a, a statutory demand issued, we provide a statutory demand service to assist you with the pleading of a statutory demand. Though it's not the first thing necessary or it's not exactly required before you the presentation of a winding up petition, um, we can most definitely assist with that process and assist with that procedure. The rules going back to what it was means 750, if you're owed 750 pounds or more, you can issue a winding up petition. Um, there's no NAPTR at the start of the process. It's simply get your petition in, get your petition issued serve your petition and it gives a company the opportunity to to either pay the debt if they can and if we can't the company is generally insolvent as you wouldn't be presenting a petition without confidence or evidence that the company is genuinely insolvent then we will ha- you know seek the user compulsory order and the main benefit that we do have with the rules going back to what it was is section 127 of the insolvency act where again, once the petition's issued, any sale, disposition or, the tr- or transfer of the company's assets um, will be deemed void upon the winding up of the company. So there is that real benefit there. Another benefit that you have is the ability to publish the petition in the London Gazette without the court's order, which means that you can notify any of your um, any of uh, your debtor company suppliers, even the banks. Um, ahead ahead of a hearing without further order from the court, just to notify others that the petition is live. Um, so you do have that benefit there. Again, it will be beneficial for some and it will be very much detrimental for others. But as I've said previously, we're here to assist whether you're a creditor, whether you're a debtor, or whether you may just want some advice. You're not too sure what you want to do yet. So um, now that the um, measures are back to normal, does it make sort of insolvency in law's job, is it kind of now easier for insolvency in law to assist people and help people going forward? I wouldn't want to say that it used the word easy um, because Challenging. It's, it's very niche. It depends on the case type really, Sarah. Some some cases that we take on board are very straightforward. Some cases may be challenging. But the benefits that come with the rules going back makes our lives a lot easier. Makes As in now you don't have to turn anybody, you know, you, you don't have to turn anybody away and say, you know what, we, we can't assist with this six, seven, eight, nine thousand pounds debt because there has to be a minimum of 10. It opens, it broadens it, opens it up. Yeah. yeah, it opens it up. It broadens what we can and what we can assist you with. And we're here to help. Yeah. So don't hesitate to get in touch ultimately. Bettina, is there any final thoughts you'd like to add on these changes? Changes have come into place. And as I would repeat, these changes will be beneficial for some, but through experience and if I were to make a prediction on what may happen in in the upcoming future, do I feel like businesses, we may see a lot of business closures? Yes. On the basis that the cash flow may not be there. Debtors were, for the last couple of years, were really, really protected, and now they're just exposed. Um, so we might find that you know we might find that we you know a lot of businesses may have to find a restructuring plan, and that too we can also assist you with. It may not be a case where they may close the doors, but it just a simple case of restructure, reform, reprove, and move forward.
Great stuff. Well, thank you so much, Bettina, for that very thorough breakdown of the recent changes in insolvency measures. Um, we will have some more podcasts coming out surrounding all of these kinds of topics, but business rescue, insolvency, etc. So thank you very much for listening. And if you do have any business debts or any questions, please reach out to either peter.murray at insolvencyandlaw.co.uk or feel free to reach out to Bretina also at bretina.clark at insolvencyandlaw.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. And please, as always, check out our other podcasts at www.insolvencyandlaw.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Insolvency and Law podcast. If you require additional guidance on any of the topics we covered today, visit the Resource Centre at our website, www.insolvencyandlaw.co.uk or call us now on 020 7504 1300.